0: You've been invited to our Conscious Playground to play, to create, to access your flow and to charge your inner being's light. Our physical world is full of manifestations and isn't it fun when you get to go to a space where you get to visualize and share in a non-physical plane where you can see things differently, remove obstacles and connect to your highest, most exuberant self. Join Tomas and Lisa in our Conscious Playground and allow your soul to play. Let awareness, healing and peace flow in your experience.
1: Welcome everyone to our Conscious Playground. I'm Tomas Garza.
0: And I'm Lisa Berry. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and with us today for our very special first guest episode is Joseph LoBruto, and this is going to be so much fun. We're looking forward to having you here on our Conscious Playground, Joseph. Just by way of quick introduction, Joseph is an evidentiary medium that is on the fast track to becoming one of America's best loved mediums. He has been a powerful psychic medium for many years and is also known as a man of God serving God through his gifts as a channel, psychic medium, and healer by bringing wisdom, inspiration, healing, and the teachings of God's love to everyone. And Joseph has been interviewed on NBC and ABC along with numerous radio shows and cited in major newspapers and magazines as one of America's best evidentiary mediums. Joseph, welcome to our Conscious Playground. It's a pleasure to have you.
2: Thomas, Lisa, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here.
0: Oh, this is like our first play date. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It really is a lot of fun, and uh, we've recorded a show just with the two of us here, and we're excited to have you here because this show is all about human creativity and how we get into flow states of creativity and, and how that benefits ourselves, how that benefits the world, and I know, Lisa, you've said you have dozens and dozens of questions
0: well, the first one I want to ask you, Joseph, is to, we've talked about creativity. And in the past, when Tomas and I talk about creativity, we're talking about how we access it and how, how we do it. Almost like an independent or solo type creativity. However, you do not act independently. Like, you have a whole crew. And so how is that that's so it seems so different like it's it's creativity with with others so do you ever feel alone when you're being creative or how are you creative with with these other energies
2: well you know i call them the collective um as one thing and they're all part of what's called the christ consciousness that speaks through And they all have their, a lot of them have their own identities if I separate them, their own teachings and stuff. But when I bring them all together, it's the collective, one voice. And when I go into, uh, I go into a trance, it's not really meditation um, type phase that I have to go into. It's almost like going into a trance, it's almost like drifting off, daydreaming deeply. And this is how I connect. So I don't have to sit here, I don't have to meditate. I just kind of just it just takes me seconds just to kind of drift off a little bit go into a trance and i could feel it's emerging of the two it's where my energy kind of raises they lower theirs and we meet in the middle and the vibrations just kind of merge together and once they link up i can just feel a sensation within my body it's like a tingling um my face features will change that's like i'll have a big smile and my um, voice dialect will change too as they come through And this is when I know I have a a connection, the connection is solid. And then I'll let them speak and I'll let them share their lessons. Um, I do a workshop called um, the Ascended Masters Speak and they pretty much teach lessons about why we're here and lessons in life. And they also give readings to people. They'll just pick someone out in the audience and they'll know exactly what that person's going through in their life without even the person asking the question. And I started as a channel and this is how I've grown into become a medium and a healer and doing all my aspects of what I do.
0: That is, it sounds fun. And I love how you shared what that feels like to give you like, not, not validation, but like, okay, yep. Got the right combination here. It's like a tingly sensation. And, and, um, and just Tomas, I'm excited about this one. You said it's like you're daydreaming and mm-hmm. that was, I knew Tomas kind of lit up what I was <laughs> saying. Yes. It's like, you're not meditating or, or. To, yeah it's like daydreaming and so we all we all daydream just can everybody exactly
2: <laughs> when, when we daydream we kind of shift I remember I was the biggest daydreamer in school and I used to bring notes home from the teacher Joey's daydreaming not paying attention he's off in never never land yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> now I know why I was off in never never land now it makes sense
1: <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: and that's the whole thing when we daydream we kind of shift consciousness and we kind of go out there and that's the whole key to it yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. And, and so tell, tell us about a little um, a little bit about the notes and school. W- were you often in trouble for daydreaming?
2: Always for daydreaming, <laughs> not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, getting, getting the, on the desk, the pound, pound, pound on the desk saying, yeah. wake up, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> um, I didn't realize that, but I was always off somewhere. And I felt like maybe I was getting downloads at the time as a child. Mm-hmm. And, um, as I start to get older, like most people who I went to school with, they didn't know I was, a, I didn't know myself. I was a channel or a psychic medium or everything. It didn't develop into my twenties when all this started to come in and I, I had a better understanding of it, sure. but I just felt like I was always interconnected. And I was just kind of out there in la la land, mm-hmm. um, just not knowing, um, today. In today's world, um, a lot of parents are very much aware of the crystals and in the indigo children. And the parents will say, okay, my child may be gifted. Maybe he's doing this. Back in the day, in the 70s, nah, not at all. He's daydreaming and he's just had, you know, and it's just different then. <laughs>
1: it was a different time. That's when I was raised and we were yeah, considered exactly. quirky, I guess, <laughs> in the yeah. 70s, Yeah.
2: So. Well, even when my mediumship abilities came out in the early eighties, I couldn't tell everybody what I was doing. This was before John Edwards was on TV. And, you know, I I can could, could hear uh, someone saying, get away from that man, get away. Who's talking to himself or something, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, but when John Edwards, he kind of opened up the door to platform mediumship to the world. And then I felt comfortable to come out of the closet, so to say, and do this work too. Okay. Uh, okay.
0: could you Do you remember, like either the first or one of the first incident um not incidences I don't call it that but experiences where you did get that validation like wow no I am not making this up or crazy this is something I could not have known or that somebody else I didn't know about somebody else and, and now I do and it felt like ah, oh, it's this is real
2: yeah it was in my uh, mid-20s um I was at this time I wanted to learn, I I saw a television show called Out on a Limb with Shirley MacLaine. And she invested in a channel in Europe. And this person went into trance, blindfolded and brought in his guide, but talking about Shirley about all her experience in life, things that are happening. And I remember sitting there at the edge of the seat, watching this saying, I wanna learn this. So a person here in Palm Beach County, Florida named Marilyn Raphael took me under her wing um, to groom me to become a trans channel. So as I was learning to become a trans channel, I had my cousin, whose name is Joe Liberto. It's an Italian thing. Everybody's named after their grandfather. <laughs> um, he's, he's about four years older than I was, but he used to come over with his wife. And my ex-wife and I, I used to go and channel and they used to watch me channel. Well, long story short, he passed away around this time. Um, 34 years of age, um, very young. I remember going to his funeral and Um, on the way home, just very angry with God about how can a father of two small children, he had a two-year-old and a newborn, um, just pass away like this. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting at a red light and I heard his voice clear as day. As I turned to the passenger side of the seat, he was sitting there. He said, Joey, you have to talk to my wife. You have to tell her. I thought I was losing it. If I was driving, I would have hit a row of cars right there. Uh So eventually he went away, and I thought I was going crazy. I was imagining it maybe it's part of the grieving process. But days later, as I was sitting watching a movie all by myself, there he popped up next to me on my couch. Hey, are you going to talk to my wife? <laughs> Startling. <laughs> <laughs> then I asked him, give me something that I don't know about, and then to give me validation. So he says, use the word cheese. Just call her, just say cheese to her, and she'll know it's me. I got the courage to go to Mary Lou. Mary Lou knew I was channeling and learning to become a channel, but I wasn't doing any mediumship work. And I said, listen, I think your husband's trying to talk to me, but I'm not sure. And I asked him for a validation. The only thing he told me was to say cheese to you, the word cheese. She started crying, her mouth dropped open and she ran out of the room. And I'm thinking, oh my, what did I do? But she came back with full of uh, letters in the box and stuff, letters and cards and stuff. And she started opening each one. Each one had the word cheese written on there. Hmm. I looked at her, I said, okay, what's that about? She said, well, they they called me Joey. I said, well, Joey, it's a sexual thing between my husband and I, and you'll never know. (laughs) 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 But that was a strong validation for me and that opened yep. up the door. <laughs>
1: All right. Wow. So, yeah.
2: yeah. And from there I my cousin Joey, he opened up heaven's gates and I started seeing spirits ever since and I started developing stronger and stronger since he passed over.
0: D- did you get your answer like why a, a young fa- father with young children left or went or did <laughs>
2: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's part of our journey, it's part of our life, and it's part of learning lessons and stuff. And I have wrote about that, why do young people die so young? And a lot of times, they're here briefly on this time of Earth to teach lessons for those who are left here behind. So even though they left here early in life, they're teaching lessons for those of us. If it wasn't for Joey passing away, I probably wouldn't be doing this work that I'm doing today. Um, so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't I liked it. It was something I was interested in, but I didn't see myself doing this as a living till he passed away and then he opened up the gates for me. And now Mary Lou used to come over all the time for me to bring Joey through for her. And I just developed into a stronger medium. Wow. So I, there's always a purpose why young people die first or early in life. Mm-hmm. And it's to help those who are grieving who are left behind to grow in some way. Mm.
1: Beautiful. Yes, and and now, uh, fast forwarding, you have uh, appeared on on television and in major magazines, and the 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 practice of, of mediumship, your practice of medium mediumship, just grows and grows. So, how how different is it now? As Now that you have been doing this for a while, is it any different as far as your prep or your energy, or is it exactly the same?
2: Um, Well, the prep is a little easier than it was. Um, When I first was developing I was nervous. It's like um, going on stage in your underwear. Um, I I always had a fear that I was going to be in front of people and have nothing come out. (laughs) That was always been my fear. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And that that was at the beginning stages mm-hmm. on everything, but now, it, I, ever since I've been doing this, I always brought messages for everybody, so it, I, I've never had that um, fail before. So that fear is gone now. Um, So in the prep, I don't, I, I used to meditate real, real hard and just clear, but right now I don't, I have a, I have an on switch. I have everybody count one to 10 out loud and say your first name three times. And I have everybody say it at one time. And that's my on switch. Once I hear everybody go one, two, three, all the way to 10 and like Mary, 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 and all their names. I'm on. All right.
0: So so I'm worried about you know, nothing coming out of your mouth. It's kind of like you know, in a playground when you you go to play and there's no kids. You know, you're like, ah, I'm by myself. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true. Yeah. So
0: I'll come. Up. Do this. Do do you call them spirits or energy? What's the term that you use? Or the um, like collective, but spirit.
2: Well, the collective, I call them guides, um, and that's <laughs> that's who I work with. And the loved ones are crossed over. I call them passed over loved ones on there. They could be referred to as spirits too. But I, I like to identify them as loved one, loved ones for everyone.
0: Do they spirit enjoy sounds
2: them? a little bit too spooky sometimes Yeah, and they like a know, ghost. So that's why yeah, that's why I like to call them loved ones.
0: Did they enjoy coming and chatting? <laughs> oh
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I have this uncanny ability where um, I th- I believe it came from because I became a channel first. When i channel i step aside and my guides come and merge with me and they speak through my voice to people since i learned how to do that with my guides the loved ones will do that too i'll have like uncle henry here and he'll be saying this and saying that and all of a sudden i'll step to the side and he'll be talking to you one-on-one um i remember like i can remember this reading i just did the other day um it was for brother and sister and mother and the father came through uh, his name was um, started with an R. R, 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 R. Well, I, I'll get the name in a minute. Um, as I was saying that, he jumped in. And I says, "You taking care of the old Ford? You cranking it up for us? Because if you don't crank it up, the engine's got to seize."
1: Oh. <laughs> he went back like this.
2: He went. Oh, it's a 1928 T model T. He has, and he said he hadn't cranked it in a while. And the father came out and talked directly to his son. You got to crank that thing, or the engine's going to freeze. Uh-huh. <laughs> So that's how they just kind of come in and just take over.
1: All right, so, yeah. yeah. Well, what, what's the funniest thing that has ever happened?
2: Ah, funniest thing. Okay, yeah. Um, as a physical medium, things do go bump in the night. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that we hear knocks. Oh, yeah. um, and um, the Lexus will go off for no reasons or <laughs> television sets will go on. Mm -hmm. Um, but one, one day we had, um, I tell everybody silence their phones or turn them off. If if you want to record, just silence the phone. And, um, a woman was sitting there and all of a sudden her phone went off. She had an app on there that identifies the first name of the person. And all of a sudden it says, Betsy's calling, Betsy's calling, Betsy's calling. She's trying to shut this off. She couldn't get it off. She ran upstairs and I was reading a person at the time when it went off she was apologizing. And then I said, there's always a reason for something. And then I asked the woman I was reading, I said, is there a Betsy in spirit? She said, well, my mother's name is Betty. I said, close enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's, that's the person I was reading. Um, so that was kind of a humorous type of thing. Um, but a lot of things like, okay, I was in a group gallery it was a mother's bereavement um, group of mothers who lost their children. Mm-hmm. And I was reading for a woman who lost her daughter. Mm-hmm. And we're outside by this, in the screen porch by the pool. As I was reading her, a black snake sithered out under her chair and knocked her water over. All the women got up screaming. The hostess ran upstairs and got her husband hiding in the bedroom, drawn him down. <laughs> and said, <laughs> for some reason, men, I have a hard time getting men to see these things. Um, uh-huh. She's apologizing, said she never had snakes in here before, and as the husband was getting it out, everybody was getting back in their chairs, and I went back to this woman, and I started to read her again, I said, wait a minute, there's always a reason for something. I said, did you ever had an incident with snakes? She paused, he said, oh my God, Joseph. She said, when my daughter was alive, I was in the kitchen, and I opened up a cupboard, and a black snake came out. I came screaming out the front door, yelling snake, 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 as my daughter was pulling into the driveway. She thought I was yelling fire, fire, fire. And she was mm. dialing 911. And it became the family joke. <laughs> oh. For some reason, her daughter got that black snake to slither under her chair, just to bring up that story. So oh. <laughs> these are the these are the things that happen. <laughs> uh-huh. So when you say have- um
0: close enough I, I like that you said that because a lot of people are really like well then that's just um you were reaching kind of thing but but it, it, does the energy get translated differently like telephone game you know
2: yeah um, sometimes it's not clear like Betty and Betsy's very quick it's very close and you know the woman's app probably didn't have Betty on the app and maybe right. her friend was Betsy you know and didn't, and didn't have Betty so Betsy was close enough so and and that, that that's where it came through so um, like, sometimes I'll, I'll get things like cities. I'll say, okay, I'm in Ohio and I'll name a city next to the city. Well, no, I'm in Cleveland, but I, that's clear. I say Cleveland. I said, like, well, we were 40 miles from Cleveland. Close enough. <laughs> so, you know, out of a whole United States, I'm only 40 miles from where you live. Cleveland. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> that's what I use close enough. <laughs> so.
0: So, when and, and um, the when they're this is so interesting, I'm freaking out. Okay, so <laughs> and they go, What, well, why do they um, like you know, we we have right Tomas, Lisa, Joseph, we're all here, right in quote unquote, right now, um, mm-hmm. and they're where they are right now. But it's like a veil. It's like we're all here together and they still feel it's really important to, you know, you better crank that engine because it will seize up. You know, um, they still Mm -hmm. do they still have concerns and cares about what's going on here?
2: They're very much a part of our lives always. Um, They don't disappear. Um, When I have read people like five years ago and they come see me again five years, five years later, I'll say word for word exactly what I said five years ago. And it just shows that they're still present. Um, like last night in my, um, I had a, um, I do a lot of home galleries and things too. And I, I was mentioning to someone about just something that they did, she just did um, an hour ago before I came. Um, I was mentioning about something about um, looking at pictures of butterflies and um, she had a butterfly collection and she was just reorganizing the little butterfly wings about an hour before i got to the house and i was asking what about the butterfly i see butterfly wings though you're moving you're catching butterflies or something like that She said joseph let me show you something she brings down the box these are my butterflies and i was just fooling around with them just about an hour before you got here oh. <laughs> so so that shows that they are watching over us and that they're okay. a lot of times when i do um live events and stuff, or even Zoom events. I have a a show on every Wednesday night called Love, Laughter, and Healing. And I have a co-host, Kristen, with me. And I'm reading someone and I would say, all right, they're telling me that there is a ruby ring that you're wearing. And then they'll go, yeah, there it is right here. (laughs) Or next to you, there's a clock that has a cuckoo in it. And they'll go, oh my God, it's right up here above me. So they describe things that are around them too. This is very validating because l- people need to hear validation strong like that. It's not just a generic thing, but when you have a strong validation, then they go, "Okay, this has to be true." And once they get on that wagon that this is real, then they open up more and more, and it gets easier and easier to read them. Yeah. Fantastic.
1: Yes. Yeah, I admit it really is. Is it's it's about. It seems like it's, it's just about getting into that flow. And then it, it it's interesting to me that you just have access to this now. You don't have to go into a state of meditation necessarily. And, and when a reading or when a session is over, do you find your energy level is impacted in any way? Or how does that...
2: It, it is depleted um when people see me at the very beginning for instance if i'm doing a group reading um maybe the first 10 people will get strongest readings and then the last five will kind of get and then the very last will get like i'm at i'm out of gas you know um, but normally when I, I, I come in at the very beginning, I'm very strong at the very beginning. And then um, I could be like 10-15 minutes with a person bringing up their whole ancestry. And then toward the middle, I'm maybe bringing one person for that person a few minutes. And then at the end, I'm kind of like... If I sound like I'm guessing, I don't want to do this. I'm sorry, I cannot make a strong connection. <laughs> said, I don't want to sound like I'm guessing.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and, and when when you reach that point, how long is it before you, you feel like you're able to reconnect in a strong way?
2: Oh when I when I run out of gas, yeah oh yeah, I have to have a good night's sleep
1: mm-hmm, after mm-hmm.
2: that and then the okay. next day. Um, I always shower afterwards. It's almost like getting rid of the energy. So mm-hmm. all that heavy energy is a, it's my shower ritual it's just wash it all away take a shot of something and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: You find that That's they how- do not leave you alone but that they do you have to ask them to say listen I need some sleep or do they just know or do they Um,
2: I developed where I set boundaries at the very beginning yeah they used to bug me they used to drive me crazy at the very beginning so I had to get strong enough to set boundaries so like if I'm doing a group event I say thank you very much for coming out tonight off I'm done that's that's all it takes thank you very much those are my words to shut off I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting because uh, a lot of people talk about this type of work as being very energetically depleting. So, yeah,
2: it is. There's two aspects. Now, when I channel my guides, I'm just full of energy. When I'm doing the healing work, when I bring the guides work and I'm healing people Mm -hmm. energized, I'm good to go. I'm fine. Okay. The mediumship work, like draining a battery. Um, I just feel like the uh, masters, the ascended masters and thing, they have such high energy that I'm tapping into a big bolt, energy bolt, and I'm charging, 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 when I hit the deceased loved ones, it's like they're hitting me and they're depleting, depleting, depleting. And that's the difference.
1: Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. And, and so since you've been doing this for years now, and you, you've been in front of so many people, what do you wish that the public at large knew about your work or about mediumship that maybe they don't know?
2: Well, there's a lot of skepticism out there and I don't blame them. There's there's a lot of rift wrapped out there and um, misleading stuff too. Mm-hmm. I ask everyone just to have an open mind and kind of put skepticism in a box and listen to what's happening. And, and if you know someone who's getting a reading, listen to their reading um, on what's happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And to get out of it is mainly closure. It's just to get the healing process going because a lot of times... It's we are suffering here. The loved ones that are crossed over, their suffering is finished. It's all in the past. So they're not holding on to that anymore. But here, as beings, we're still holding on to the suffering and the grieving. And they just want us to heal from this aspect to know that they're okay. And they're just worried about us to making sure we're okay. And that's the message I would tell everybody.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh What uh, there must be with all the, I'm sure you've had millions of questions, but is there a top three or something, um, categories or questions that people really, uh, like they say, I must speak with Joseph because this is what I, I need to hear or know or clarify.
2: It, it should be like the unfinished answer, uh, unanswered um, questions about how a person has passed away. Um, a lot of times suicides, um, they have a question, was it a suicide? Was it an accident or anything like accidental overdose or did they mean to do it? So we get clarification of where that that person, the loved one was and how the death, someone was murdered for some reason. Um, A lot of times names will come up in situations of how things and the person will say, yeah, that's a friend of theirs. And, And then things will come out across like that. So pretty much I have to say it's unfinished, unanswered questions and this is what they come. And those are probably the top ones on there okay questions.
0: a follow-up on that one because that was a big one like I can imagine the pressure you maybe felt because do you, you've been tested with a 90 percent accuracy on your s- psychicism just my, I don't know
2: the just, just my ability your ability, my ability.
0: and uh-huh. are are they able to I don't want to say this incorrectly but use that in court are they are um
2: I've never had that happen um where they can use something in court it, it, it's it's probably not you know it could be evidence where they can lead up and see if they can find but i i, I tell myself i'm not a um, psychic detective um type psychic i try oh. you know i read the loved ones and whatever they want to share they can do that but i i leave all that to the psychic detectives <laughs>
0: right very cool
1: yeah yeah, yeah. So. yes well, and, and there's so much that's involved in your work and as a medium, as a healer. Uh, Joseph, if people want to f- find out more about you, if they'd like to get a hold of you and contact you, what's the best way for them to do that?
2: My website is ourjourneyoflife.com, and all okay. my information is on my website. You will also can find me on Facebook under um, Joseph Labruto, and probably those are the best ways also meetups and youtubes and but ourjourneyoflife.com just the website everything's there okay
1: and that's ourjourneyoflife.com and as we were talking before we know that you're looking forward to traveling now you you currently do plenty of work here on zoom and online correct
2: Yep. I have been doing plenty of work here. But I <laughs> love the road. I love okay. traveling to different places and just doing, it's, it's like a whole weekend of event. It's like at mm-hmm. the end of the month, I teamed up with my partner, Kristen Osley, um, and we're doing a whole big event at the end of the month here, seven workshops and events together. Okay. And um, she's, a, she's a good intuitive as well and a good reader. And she's a she does this excellent teacher, so she's teaching workshops, and I'm doing a lot of my things too. And so it's and we want to take this to the road. Um, Yeah, no, it's the night of love, laughter, and healing tour. I call it. So,
0: all right, and
2: yeah, so yeah. But before she came into the picture, I used to do this on my own. I used to just travel um, different places, metaphysical places, um, and I'm always asked to come. Come places and stuff, and they'll they'll put me up somewhere, and they'll have, they have their own clientele, and they and to come out and everything. Okay, so it's, it's, yeah. it's it's it was a lot of fun. Beautiful. Kind of missing it. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm
0: just curious. Does it when you do it electronically, so whether it's Zoom or on the phone, is there anything that's lost? Are you are do things? Is it just as good as a reading? Or
2: um, the reading is good, but um, before, before COVID again the spirit would have matched. They would merge with me.
0: Right.
2: The wife who lost her husband, her husband will get up through me and hug her. And I have people say that, Oh my God, that's how my husband used to hold me. Uh, And they could just feel that Mm -hmm. Um, that's what's missing through this. Mm. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm very personal. I go through the audience. I'm very, uh, I'll, I'll share a story real quick. I was doing a group reading and I was reading for a woman sitting in the front row. And I said, did your fiance passed away? He said, well, it was my boyfriend. I said, he tells me he was going to ask you to marry him. He said, well, that's what his friends told, told me. I said, are you supposed to go on a cruise? He said, he died before the cruise. And I said, I hear a motorcycle going by. What about motorcycles? He said, that's how he died, on a motorcycle. I said, well, he's telling me that he wanted to marry you. And this is what the cruise was about. And then all of a sudden, I felt him merge with me and jump into my body. I went down. On my hands and knees, I grabbed her palm of her hand. I grabbed the one finger and I drew a heart in the center of her palm. She started crying and she couldn't stop. And as soon as she got her words out, she said, Joseph, when we lay in bed, he does nothing but draw his hearts all over the back of my body. (laughs) Uh, So for him to come and draw the heart and the palm was just his way. And then I proposed marriage to her through it. Oh, wow. (laughs) All right. All right.
0: You so cry. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
2: Yeah, so that, that's a story I have to share. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I got so many stories. And mm-hmm. um, I've written books, too. Uh, my Speaking to Heaven book is my latest book, and I have a lot of these stories in my Speaking to Heaven books that I share with everything about readings I had. Wow.
1: Wonderful. And and again, it's ourjourneyoflife.com where listeners can find all of this information. And uh, Joseph, one more thing before we wrap up. Uh, We could continue on with this. This is so fascinating. And Lisa and I have learned so much from you. What would you like to leave the listeners with today?
2: Just to have faith that our life continues on, that this is not it. Sometimes we get into a place that we feel that our life is troubled and hardship. Just know we're in a lesson in life. Life's this a journey. And we're here to accomplish different things in life. And if we look back into where we used to be and where we are now, we can see how much we have accomplished. Our loved ones are always surrounding us. They're always with us. Our guides are always with us and assisting us. Call on your guides. They're here to help us. They're here to help you. And they're always there. And where to speak to them is through the heart. I say heaven is within the heart. This is where you talk to your guides as well, is through the heart.
1: Oh, wonderful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, Joseph, this has been such a pleasure and thank you so much for joining us here on our Conscious Playground. Well, thank you
2: for having me.
0: Oh, so much fun. Okay, thank you so much and thank you. I'm gonna say thank you, Stacey, for you know just <laughs> connecting people and um, any of our listeners. If you feel like, hey, I know somebody who would be great on our conscious playground with you, please reach out to us and let us know. We're happy to have that. And again, yes. Thank you so much, Joseph. Thank you.
1: All right. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been our conscious playground with Joseph Lobruto and this is so much fun. All right. Thank you all.